welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities, both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and today I am joined by Patrick Quinn, a senior lecturer in audio technology, to talk about one of the most celebrated weeks in the GCU calendar. We're going to be discussing Celtic connections on campus. Patrick, thank you very much for speaking to me today. Hi, Craig. If I'd never heard of Celtic Connections on campus before, how do you describe it? I don't know if you heard of Celtic Connections. Celtic Connections, I'll start with that. Celtic Connections is the world's largest Celtic music festival, which is held every January in Glasgow. I think it's now in its 27th year, I think. And it plays host to typically around about 3,000 musicians and they put on hundreds of performances. I think that it's, I think there's a million tickets are sold over the wow. two and a half weeks. It's amazing, actually, this festival. And it started, it's quite interesting. It started because January was very quiet at the concert hall, the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall in Glasgow. And they kind of thought, right, let's we'll put on some gigs, see if anybody turns up. And they say 27 <laughs> years later, this world-class festival in, in Glasgow. Uh, I first got involved with it through our links with Celtic Music Radio, which is a community radio station. So based in Glasgow, but it's got a worldwide audience, which came out of Celtic Connections to kind of celebrate uh, the music that, that's there uh, around at Celtic Connections. And it's been going for about 10, 12 years ago. We first started doing a little bit of work with them on outside broadcasts. And that, again, that's grown now that we have a number of students that work for the two, two and a half weeks doing outside broadcast work for Celtic Music Radio, which is a great, valuable, invaluable world, real world experience for the students to be on there. And then came out of that was a realisation that there was nothing really on much during the day, actually, at Celtic Connections. Most of the events are in the evening, obviously kind of focused towards the, the, the music in the evening. So I kind of come up with the idea uh, five years ago of doing Celtic Connections on campus. Um, so if your listeners are still with me after that big, big long tail, <laughs> um, Celtic Connections on campus uh, then is so there's a series of free lunchtime concerts that are part of the festival run from the first week in Celtic Connections from the Monday to Friday. And the kind of hook on it is an entitled Celtic Connections on campus. So it's held on the Glasgow Caledonian University campus. It was started, by, as I say, by myself to give the students, our audio technology students, kind of real world experience in putting on events and, and all the rest of that. And it also gave a platform for young students and emerging ta talent from colleges, uh, schools, universities, initially across Scotland. But now we're getting people coming in. Well, last year when they travelled, we had people coming in from Scandinavia, from Norway, from America, from, from, uh, from Ireland. We have a link with the University of Limerick. And so now we have this thriving five-day mini festival within a festival, if you like, that features these artists. And we put on we put on about twenty acts over the the, the five days, and we now stream it uh, always out in Celtic Music Radio, uh, in the community radio which you can access around the world. But also last year we streamed it on Trad TV, which is a YouTube channel, mm -hmm. uh, and we got uh, some industry experts into help us with that. That's the other thing with it. So it gives a, it gives a platform for these young. Fantastic musicians. I have yeah. to say, some of, some of the, the best music I see at Celtic Connections is in Celtic Connections mm -hmm. in campus. Just these stunning young musicians that come down uh, from all over the place and play for us. And our audio students do as proud in doing the sound. We get help from 
company called DB Audio World help us with the lighting. We get help from Trad TV, help us with the streaming, the, the video side of it. We get help from the warehouse, help us with the lighting. So it's, it's a real kind of community effort in terms of pulling together these kind of local companies that help us and, and give our students and give the young musicians a fantastic experience. The other thing I would say about it is it's a great thing for pulling the, the university community together because oh, um, normally, you know, like I'm on campus and I, and I phone up security or I phone up catering or I phone up graphics or the people, marketing people say, is there any chance you could do this? And say, oh, that's great, no problem, you know. <laughs> so it's a, it's, a, it's a lovely experience for me. No, nobody ever... Nobody ever seems to say no to me <laughs> on campus when we're doing it, which is great. I think I 100% agree with you, Patrick. I think January is a difficult month. You know, you've had a Christmas off, you're coming back into what you're getting into the swing of things for a new year. And I think Celtic Kings on campus, it's, it's a great thing. I love taking part in it. I love going down at lunchtime to see it. And, and I think you're right in terms of bringing the university closer together. One of the things I wanted to ask, you, you mentioned about the arrangement. How did it work? Did, did you go to the organisers of Celtic Connections and say, we would like to host some young acts on campus? Did they come to you and say, can we use the space at the university? So I, I actually happened to bump into Donald Shaw, who's the producer and, and famous musician who directs Celtic Connection Campus in a cafe in Glasgow. And I had been kind of mulling over this idea. And uh, I just I kind of pitched the idea to him and said, listen, we were thinking of doing this. And we've been talking about it at Celtic Music Radio because we were already on doing stuff with Celtic Music Radio. So I pitched the idea to him at this cafe and he said, let's drop us an email. And that's where it all kind of came from. So <laughs> it was initially uh, uh, my idea through Celtic Music Radio, yeah. Obviously, the, the clues in the title were Celtic Connections and Campus, but what kind of acts would traditionally play at this festival? Well, that's, that's the kind of great thing about Celtic Connections, actually, is it's, it's you know, it's it's not the, nothing, not there's anything wrong with the bearded folky folk with their big jumpers <laughs> on and all that sort of stuff, doing all that, you know, there, there's a place for that, but it's, it's a broad church. And uh, so, you know, in terms of the acts, it tends to be more acoustic roots, you know, that kind of, I would say, if, if you want to kind of give it a broader genre, uh, that's what we tend to do. So a, a lot of traditional musicians and kind of that singer songwriters and you know so, you know people writing their own kind of acoustic music, very much kind of acoustic roots type music we get there. But you know I say it's like a broad church, and we get you know the Scandinavian influence on it, which is a big influence in traditional music. So equally as broad as you would get in Celtic connections generally, you know. One of the people that played last year is your son Jamie. He plays in a duo with his girlfriend Annie. How good did it feel to to see him perform at the festival that you're hosting? Oh, that's lovely. That's, that's it's a very moving thing actually seeing that you know um, doing doing that because he's he's a fantastic fiddler and Annie's just yeah. an amazing musician and they pulled this 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 great performance uh, together. So it was lovely. It was lovely to kind of see there. Um, there was one there was one day actually I seemed to know most of the acts or I was related to most of the acts because I felt a bit <laughs> guilty as if you know is this just me putting in a kind of staging event for all my relatives here? But that's not the case. These are these are genuinely talented. All the folk that are on the stage are there because of their mm -hmm. talent. You know. Are you a musician yourself? I am, yes, a very aspiring musician, playing a Kelly band and uh, I, I go to sessions and all that sort of stuff involved in that kind of trad scene, which kind of ties in with all this sort of stuff, you know. It must be quite good to have a fellow musician in the house that you can just perhaps have a jam with from time to time. Well, we, we, we're, 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 I suppose we're quite a talented family because my, my wife teaches violin, so she's a, she's a good classical violinist. She's not really into trad music, she's a good classical violinist. And my, and my daughter plays in a, a wind band as well, so she's, right. a, she's a, a, a flautist. 
So, uh, yeah, between the four of us, we kind of pulled together some interesting performances, yes. <laughs> you mentioned earlier, Patrick, how much the festival has changed since it first started, how there's these extra layers have been added on to it. Can, can you, you talk about the, the, the evolution where it's gone from just sort of being broadcast on Celtic Music Radio to now being streamed live and all these other elements that have come into it? Yeah, I suppose our involvement, as I say, with Celtic Connections, we started off, I remember there was two students who mixed the sound for, I think, about three or four hours of, of radio, uh, Celtic Music Radio, that was about eight years ago. Uh, and then, so that kind of grew up to us actually broadcasting about 50 students were mixing them 50 or 60 hours of live radio music. And I think there was one year we would we would have had 100 positions that we were mixing for it. So that was great. And then that then the live events came out of it. So that was just for, purely for radio, but then the live Celtic Connections and Campus events came out of that. And uh, in the first year we had, f I think we had four days, we had maybe about 12, 13 acts over the four days. Uh, I, I actually, I spoke to the, the, the catering manager and the, it's held in the student union, which I think is part of the, the attraction of it or one of the one of the things that really works because it's a very informal atmosphere in the student union it's essentially like a kind of cafe bar that we set up and i remember speaking to the audrey i think it was the the catering manager and said many people are expecting this in the far, very first day and i said oh, maybe about 20 30 there's about 100 the first day and it's grown so we have an audience you know a live audience each day when we're able to do it of around about 150 and then it goes out on radio to celtic music radio for all, all the hundreds and then last year when we added on, as you were talking about the evolution there, we, you know, we did very basic light in the first year and then we get DB Audio Air and they come on and do this, they do this fantastic light show, I think, you know, mm -hmm. uh, for us and instruct the students. So it's all about uh, the tech students getting that experience mm -hmm. and they get taught how to use that. And then we added in, as I say, it's always been out in Celtic Music Radio, but then we added in the the, 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 the streaming of it in the, in, on YouTube on Trad TV last year. And that was another added element where the students had to learn how to use kind of camera and do the kind of vision mixing and all the rest of it uh, and that. I suppose there's two other things I would say about going back to the audience, but they're a lovely, appreciative audience because yeah. Celtic Connections attracts hundreds of people that come to spend their whole two and a half weeks in Glasgow for Celtic Connections and, and during the day there wasn't an awful lot as I say for them to do so they come along to these free concerts and they're, they're lovely I remember there's one particularly quite kind of moving point at one point there was a, a, a very because some of these performers are very young and quite inexperienced so one came up and she actually said to the audience I'm actually quite nervous and the audience just kind of you know took her in their arms I think you know and just <laughs> just loved her for the rest of the performance it was it was really really nice uh, and, and from an educational experience for the students, I, I find I think it's a great experience because there's no there's no assessment attached to it. this. is open to all four years of our program, so the students can come in. Some of them with lots of experience, some with no experience, and we kind of we nurture them and we kind of mentor them through. In fact, I got a really nice comment uh, from from one of the the audience members who were talking about that actually at the outside broadcast. It was great watching you because you're very supportive and very mm -hmm. constructive with the students. It's not trying to put them in a, an awkward situation, but just try to put them in a real world situation. And to be honest, they all tend to kind of fly and soar because they realise, I think it's one of these things when you do these kind of techie things and you're mixing sound in front of a live audience or you're mixing vision mixing, you think, oh, this is really hard. It's really kind of challenging. And there is challenges and it is hard. But actually, once you do it a couple of times, you think, I know what I'm doing here. And it really gives you see, see them, some of them really, really kind of coming out their shell and really giving them a lot of, of confidence as well, which is all about, you know, in a kind of supportive learning environment. Is there any artists who've performed at Celtic Connections on campus who have gone on to make a name for themselves in the music industry? 
Yeah, we're very lucky, actually. I should have said, actually, some of the performers, you know, actually are not aspiring, you know, professional musicians. They just play in, in groups or they play in, in, in context just for fun. But most of them actually are studying music or are aspiring musicians. And we've had um, our very first act, actually, was a, a girl called Iona Fife, who's now a very well-established performer. She played, I don't I don't know the, the, the show or the, the film very well, but she actually, two years ago, she played one of the, and sang one of the parts of Frozen when the Celtic Connections, I mean, this is one of the things Celtic Connections do. They put on these huge, big, kind of amazing shows and they, and they played the whole of Frozen with live music. And Iona was one of the performers at that in front of two and a half thousand folk in the concert hall. So she, her, her career is, 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 is done really well. She's real, it's amazing. Iona is a real champion of using Scots language. And I think she is now... I think I'm right in saying that she's now managed to convince Spotify that Scots language is now an official language within Spotify. You can specify oh. what's in there. So she's doing great things like that. Uh, another act we had on was NOS, who again, are, you know, are playing the, at the main festival this year and have played for a number of years at the main festival. Uh, so can you check them out? G-N-O-S-S, they're from Orkney. Uh, and they're a fantastic four-piece band that have been on the stage. So lots of, of musicians have used it kind of, kind of springboard onto the rest of their professional careers, yeah. Now, Celtic Connections and Camps is going to look a little bit different this year because we can't have people in the Students Association, we can't have people actually watching the live performers. So what form is it going to take this year, Patrick? So it's going to be like the main festival, actually. Celtic Connections has moved to like an online virtual event uh, where you, the performances appear at certain times of the day. So we're the same. So we're going to have video performances from our range. Again, fantastic young musicians that are going to be on, the, on this year. They've begged, borrowed and I don't know if stolen is the right word, but they've got a lot of equipment to pull us together and there's are cupboards in their living rooms and concert halls. They've managed to blag some concert halls as well. So they've went away and beavered away and re recorded their own videos and I've assembled those videos to be a, an online event. So we're, we're going to use uh, the kind of YouTube on Try TV, the YouTube premiere idea. So they, they, oh, they, they're, they're going to be premiered um, starting Wednesday the 20th. Uh, for those three days, Wednesday the 20th, Thursday the 21st, and Friday the 22nd of January, 12.30, it'll be premiered, at, uh, as I say, at 12.30 each day, the performances last, the, the shows last about an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes of streams, which is uh, kind of what we normally aim for anyway. And you'll see some fantastic, as I say, performances from these young artists. And what's nice, one of the things that's kind of missing, is I mentioned the audience and the kind of community element of it, you know, mm -hmm. which involves the university and the, the audience and the performers and students, is that's kind of missing a wee bit. So we've got a wee bit of that because of, I managed to kind of talk a number of people into giving us little messages of support Good. and messages for the audience. So we have some performers, we have some audience members, we have some other people that have been involved with Celtic Connections and these little messages kind of uh, intersperse in between the, the performances. Uh, so which get, kind of keeps, along with the YouTube premiere thing, you know, but obviously I'll, I'll be online and be able to kind of comment and see what people are saying. It hopefully keeps a wee bit of the community element together. Yeah. Will we be able to watch these videos after the 20th? Yes, I, they'll be available on the Trad TV channel uh, after the 20th. You can go and watch last year's performance. You get a kind of flavour of what it would normally be like. The, the, the six performances from last year are actually on there as well at the moment. But yes, it'll be available there and on Celtic Music Radio on their catch-up service as well. Now, Celtic Connections on Campus isn't the only thing you're involved in. Over the Christmas holidays, I'm a big fan of lower league Scottish football. I bought a stream to watch Greenock Morton versus Queen of the South. And when I watched the post-match credits, the name Patrick Quinn came up and I thought, surely not. But it turns out you are involved with Greenock Morton streaming service. 
Yes, yes, I am. It's, it's one of these kind of strange things. You're, you're probably the same, Craig, actually. You know, you get involved with um, something, you think it's going to go one direction and it goes a totally <laughs> different direction. So I was kind of brought in. My friend's company, he, he kind of is a, is a, is a, does a lot of the computing stuff for uh, so hosts our website and all the rest of it for, for Morton. So he kind of brought me in because of my kind of experience of streaming. I teach a bit of streaming on the, on the course as well and obviously the Celtic Connection on campus and I've done various things with streaming so you brought me in and I was thinking I was going to be giving a bit of advice and all that sort of stuff uh, so that's now four months later take last sat Friday night actually there I'm sitting in, in the cold up the back of the stand <laughs> at Morton um, doing, I, I'm not really too sure what my, my job is to be honest, it's one of these things you know, they, 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 it's you know, football clubs, they're a bit like kind of the whole kind of music scene as well. You know, people do it for the love of, of what's yes. going on there as well. You know, obviously some folk are getting paid to play and all the rest, of it, which is great. But, you know, a lot of, particularly at that level, uh, teams are doing it. A lot of people are involved for the love of it. So there's a kind of community of, of volunteers. There's a team of volunteers that have now pulled together and I've ended up staying and, and loving it, actually. It's good fun. Um, and so I, I do various things. I, I don't know if I've really got one job title, but I do the sound <laughs> and I, I'm, I set up stuff and I sometimes do vision mixing and I sometimes do this and I do that. But I'm involved in the stream there. And, and, it's, and it's great fun. And actually, it's a great learning experience for me. You know, I think it's one of the things that we always try and press up on students as well. As you know, you can learn in lots of different ways of and learn in lots of different environments. And I'm learning tons of doing this because streaming sports is quite different, actually. You know, there's lots of similarities, but it can be quite different to doing kind of music events and doing the videos mm -hmm. streams that I'm doing at the moment. Um, so I'm learning lots of kind of new skills and, uh, and having a bit of fun and uh, getting to getting to see some live football. I'm a kind of, I'm a kind of in-between football fan, you know. I'm, 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 you know, I, other folk are loving it because they're getting to see live football. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the football to a point, but I'm also really enjoying the, the live stream. Obviously, in a very socially distanced way. They're, 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 the championship clubs, I should say that, they take it, they do take it very seriously, you know, because it is their livelihood for a lot of things. So the, it's all done in a, in a very kind of safe environment. Uh, so in the same way that it's you know the Celtic Connection campus is serving a kind of music community that's going out into the worldwide you know that particular love of, of Celtic music. This is serving the the Ton fans all around the world, and the, the stream is brilliant. Um, oh no, it's, it's, we're pleased with the quality of stream, given that there's literally no budget for this event. Mm. I know you're involved in in much bigger budget events uh, <laughs> uh, with a national broadcaster, but uh, you know, there's literally no budget for this, so we're kind of, oh, kind of pulling it in and, and bits of string and all the rest of it. I've got to say, uh, fair play, I've, I've bought a lot of streams over the last couple of months. Uh, if I'm not, we're not able to get to games, I've bought streams for teams like Wraith Rovers, Falkirk, Queen uh, Town, uh, the Morton stream was excellent, good quality picture, no issues with the stream, the, 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 the commentary was all very good, the, the different camera angles were very good as well, so so credit to you and the team, Patrick. Uh, thanks, thanks for that, I, mean, I appreciate that, because it, it really is, we're kind of, you know, make, not quite making it up as we go along, but, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's some changes there every time, and uh, it's going out to the, the community all around the world, we've had I think we normally get about eight, nine hundred uh, viewers on it, which is great. You know, mm -hmm. people that couldn't obviously be able to watch football. I think our biggest was maybe up to about fifteen hundred for a, a certain Edinburgh team when we played the certain <laughs> Edinburgh team there. So and all around the world, which is again great. You know, you get viewers in Russia and and there's all these ton fans in Russia and United Arab <laughs> Emirates and Canada and all the rest of it. I'm I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased to like the stream. I think I think we get two guys doing the commentary. Um, Jerry and, and Andy, Andy Ritchie being I think the greatest of all time Morton. Of course, yeah. yeah. And they've got a good kind of turn of phrase and I think yeah. they kinda of keep it light. And they could 
it could be easily I can imagine turn be very but they're probably a little bit biased towards Morton understandably I, th- I think they're well informed about their other teams that, that are playing yeah. and you know comments in fact Andy was talking about a Deverman player there you remember the first time he played from Deverman and all that you know so it's, it's 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 not just maybe for the out and out well probably it's just out for, for the out and out die hard Tone fan but uh, yeah I'm, I'm pleased with the kind of output and we're, we're constantly changing things and, and updating it as I say on a, a tiny tiny little budget <laughs> listening to you talk Patrick you've got your fingers in, in so many different pies audio technology doing the online stream for Green at Morton can you tell me about your background how did you come to teach at Glasgow Caledonian University I suppose the kind of academic kind of industrial background that again was I, I did electronic engineering so we're kind of, kind of technical engineering background but at the same time we doing lots of music performance and had a love of all the tech side of things uh, in fact, uh, I was introduced to the first ever Porter Studio. This is this is going way way back. Uh, for the, when people couldn't record things, uh, you know, in the dinosaur times, and then Tascam brought out something called a Porter Studio, which yeah, some I people. Had, I, I had one of we Tascam. We blew. I, 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 well, well, we our school that I was at. Uh, I had a great music teacher, Michael Tumlety, who sadly passed away uh, last year. Great music teacher, really, really forward-looking. He went on to become the music critic of the Herald. And uh, he bought the first task on Portal Studio 144, this huge, big, clunky thing, as you can imagine. So that's what got me into it. EC's the one that got me into that, and it was synthesizers and into music and recording and all the rest of it. So I went and did electronics, did lots of uh, you know playing and recording while I was doing that, worked in the industry for a wee while, and I ended up going in teaching in colleges, actually, at one which was the one down in Greenock. So I've got a kind of other ties to Greenock as well. So I've taught in colleges for a number of years, um, audio technology, sound production, because nobody was really, I taught first of all in Stowe College, what used to be Stowe College in Glasgow, and nobody was really teaching the kind of technical side of things. And it was getting more technical uh, and there was more opportunities in terms of the kind of AV and sound and all the rest of it. So I got in kind of early doors with that, to use a foot, football metaphor, early doors for that in terms of the, the teaching side in colleges and did my, my dues in a, a number of co- a couple of colleges and then ended up at Caledonia in 2001, I think it was, teaching right. on a degree when we kind of developed a degree up to that level. Uh, and I've been here for, what's that, nearly 20 years, it's I think. 20th anniversary, aye? Aye, aye, coming up for, for <laughs> 20 years and seen a lot of changes, as you can imagine, in terms of the technology. I mean, it's it's quite interesting doing what I'm doing at the moment in terms of, of manipulating all the audio for Celtic Connections and Campus and the video. It's just amazing what you can do now in comparison mm-hmm. to what it was like 30 years ago, the technology and what some of the, the young performers you're going to see at Celtic Connections and Campus, what they've been able to do on... on Probably either their computer or maybe even their phone is just yeah. phenomenal, you know, the kind of changes and, and, and pulling that out. And I think it's funny, actually, the more you know about the tech side, and you're the same, Craig, in terms of what you do, you realise that kind of people that don't know about that tech side, they, they take it a lot for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, they take it for, for, for what goes behind the scenes. That, that, that must be quite easy to do, and they don't realise all the, all the machinations and... and the technology allows you to do so much, but you still need to have the skills and knowledge to know what to do with the technology and how to do it with the technology sort of thing, you know. So that's where I've, I've ended up now and in, in getting involved with these. And I get involved with these other things really for the students to, you know, to give the kind of experience to the students that say Celtic Connections and Campus for that. They, they, I, I did take on my, my involvement with the, the Tone TV and the streaming there, so that was giving me more experience that I can then pass on mm-hmm. to the students. Because that's a kind of crucial thing for for um, people working in that kind of side of the, industry, the kind of technical creative industries 
is they do have to have a kind of a knowledge, well, if they do have a knowledge and kind of understanding and ability in other areas, they're more employable. Of course. Uh, you know, it gives them other, lots of other strengths to their bow. Um, I remember meeting one of the graduates, actually, of our programme, who was working in a studio, which a lot of our students come on and think they're going to work in a studio, and there's not a lot of studios around now. So that's a kind of... Um, a, a, a kind of narrower path really but he was working in the studio but I was asking what he was doing that day and he was actually setting up uh, a whole load of computers for a playback system for a tour from the band called the Blue Nile that were, were playing Oh man, uh, one of my favourite bands Aye, a great, great Glasgow oh, man, band man. the Blue Nile, that's, fantastic That's his all time favourite album Aye, aye, fantastic, fantastic, so he asked what he was doing he was setting up their touring rig for that which really was basically computing and he was also teaching himself video editing that day yeah. as well. So you know, the, the it's it's multi-skilling is 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 the overused term, but that's really what you've got to take and know and do for and to work in the creative industries. How have you been finding teaching over the last ten months? I imagine that your course in audio technology is is particularly hands-on. The students will need access to specialist hardware, specialist software, and they will need someone talking them through how to use it. How have you been finding things? It's been a challenge, um, definitely, in doing that. I, I, I think on the positive side, I think, um, fun enough, I think the lecturing side of things and the kind of online support, I think that's worked pretty well. I think actually the students, it's quite, I think it's going to be the new normal. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised that's kind of new normal where our kind of lectures are either, you know, if they are done live, they're definitely recorded for, for, the, for the students because uh, they really like being able to review the lectures and go through things. The practical side has been hard. We've managed, my colleague Adam actually has done very well and we've put together all the protocols and we've managed to get some students in to do some of the very practical hands-on stuff like the studio recording and the live sound actually and they've been in. And the students have, have responded well to that as well because they've, they've taken on board the protocols in terms of cleaning and they're taking it seriously. And they've enjoyed being on campus, I have to say, they did mm -hmm. comment on that. But there's other areas of the kind of practical side of things where I, I did some videos actually where I demonstrated a lot of the, it was the streaming module actually, I, I demonstrated a lot of that technology and with the help of colleague Les in the media department we recorded some videos and put together and, and the we get good feedback on the students, they understand it, understood that that they couldn't get in and use that range of equipment because I, I, I was originally going to do that uh, on campus but actually when I counted up for, for the kind of streaming stuff that we do you know typically we do for Celtication on campus there was literally into three figures I think the number of bits of kit and quip, uh, cables and all the rest of it and there was no way we were going to be able to clean that satisfactorily yeah. in between each a very very small group of students so I recorded these videos and went through it and they appreciated that that, that was the kind of best we could do uh, we've made also a, a lot of use of uh, access to our, our students remotely for our colleagues in ICT have been great and they've made our computers accessible remotely so a number of students have been able to do things like game sound design and stuff like using the, the software that's already on our computers so it, it's it's went ahead it's different definitely i think the challenge for me as a as a lecturer is it's you don't have that kind of immediacy uh, that you get and getting the kind of immediate feedback from the from the students about how things are going and so you maybe need to work a little bit harder on that but our students seem to have responded well to it or they have responded well to it and kind of risen to the challenge and i guess looking forward i, th I think uh, they have probably gained a number of kind of different new skills that we probably wouldn't anticipated them having a year ago uh, for doing this uh, which has been a good thing and those are skills that they will stand them in good stead i think for the future patrick thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me today Great, great to chat to you, Craig. 
I'd also like to thank everyone for listening to this show and I hope you'll join us again soon when we'll be talking with another member of staff from the university. In the meantime, please subscribe to this podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you're listening to us from. Until then, I've been Craig Telfer and this has been the Common Good Podcast. Thank you.